0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Praise God. I want you to turn with me, if you would please, to the book of Colossians. In the New Testament, Colossians in chapter 1, and we want to begin reading at verse 9, and I want to talk to you a little bit about dynamic spiritual living, dynamic spiritual living. God wants us to be dynamic in our spiritual lives. He doesn't want us just to be the average common Joe Christian out there. He wants us to be alive and on fire and full of the life of God. Do you believe that? You know, not just barely saved and barely getting along in life. He wants us to be examples of what it means to be a genuine, born-again, blood-washed, spirit-filled, empowered Christian. Amen. Amen? Holy Ghost filled on fire, full of faith, walking in the blessings of God, child of God. That's what He wants us to be in this life. Do you believe that? Amen. And that's why He has given us these letters in the New Testament to let us know all that has been provided for us points to the fact that we are dynamic believers. And we need to walk accordingly. Amen? Amen. As a matter of fact, this prayer right here that we see in Colossians chapter 1 beginning at verse 9 is a revelation to us that the Father desires for us to walk in power, in His character, and in His ability until we are changed to look more like Him every single day of our lives. Until the world sees Jesus in us. Let's read it together in verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire. Now notice that desire there is not the desire of just Paul. That's the Spirit of God speaking through Paul conveying to us the Father heart of God. It's His desire. It's the Father's desire for our lives. And what is He desiring for these people and for all of us? To desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us out of the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. See, the Father is expressing His true desire for His children. This is the Father's desire for you, And for me, this is what He wants for all of us. And what is it that He is emphasizing here? I want increase. Say it with me. God wants increase in my life. life. See, He wants us to grow to our full potential in Him. That's what He wants for all of our lives. He doesn't want us to remain children. He wants us all to grow up in the things of God. It's easy to remain a baby Christian. Did you know that? Just get saved and just barely get along in life and that's all there is to it. And you'll stay that way. But God wants us to move beyond the babyhood stage of Christianity. He wants us to, as children, as babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word that we may grow thereby. That's why we've got to have teaching. Anointed teaching so that we can grow in the Word of God. And grow to our full potential in Christ. You know, as each year goes by, every single one of us should look more like Christ, should act more like Christ, should demonstrate and manifest more of the faith of Christ. We should look more like Him. The Bible says about those that walk with Him, they took knowledge of them, that they were with Jesus. They took knowledge of the fact that they were with Jesus because of the things that they did. They saw Christ in those people. And that's exactly what God wants people to say about us. Man, I see something different about you. And you know what? You're not just the average Christian out there. You actually believe this stuff, don't you? My goodness, you believe what's written in the Word of God, don't you? And we say, yes, we do. We expect God to do it. Like Tammy said at the beginning over here, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. How many of you know He's here? You think it matters to Him whether the carpet is this color or the other color? It doesn't matter to Him what building we're in. We are the building of God. We are the temple of God. And we believe that God said what He meant and meant what He said in His Word. He wants us to grow. You see, after salvation, beloved, a new lifestyle emerges with limitless possibilities. you realize that? Think about that just for a moment. Our potential in Him is limitless. I mean, all things are possible. To what? To who? To Him that believeth. Say that with me. All things are possible possible. to me me. because I'm a believer. Hallelujah. You see, it's, it's easy to sit back and just kind of toss the Word of God aside and say, well, it doesn't seem to be working. That's not the attitude we should possess. The attitude is God cannot lie. If it's not working, then something has to be done. And I guess I've got to do it because change has to be in my life and not somebody else's. And God is perfect. He doesn't have to change. You know, sometimes we think, well, if God just changed, it would all work. Come on, God, do something about it. Uh No, that's not it. We've got to change. He gave us the potential, and it's in seed form. Every single one of us can take the seed of the Word of God, put it inside our hearts, and expect great and mighty things. It doesn't always happen instantaneously. And, you know, we've got to get beyond that mentality and mindset. That's why so many people walk away from what is called or termed the faith message because they want it to happen now. That's not what it's all about. It is a lifestyle. After salvation, a new lifestyle emerges. We've got to learn the dynamics of the spiritual life so that we can walk in those principles of the kingdom of God. And if we will, beloved, we'll change from glory to glory as each year passes by. And we'll look more like Jesus and we'll manifest more of the character of God and the power of God will be demonstrated through our lives like never before. Well, what's the key to reaching our full potential and growing in these things? Well, I believe it's revealed right here in the Word of God. And the key is this. It's progressive. It's not instant. I want you to look at verse 9 with me again. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you that you... And to desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. And everybody say this word with me. Increasing. Increasing. Progressively increasing in all the knowledge of God. See, it's a progressive thing. It doesn't happen automatically, it doesn't happen all at once. Now, the deposits come into our lives all at once. The spiritual life is complete. When we're born again, we have all the life of God on the inside of us. But progressively, we begin to develop in that life. It's called working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Less of self and more of God. That's what's happening. And so, the key to walking in the power of God and manifesting the the character of God and reaching our full potential in Christ is understanding it's a progressive thing. It's increasing in the things of God daily and it's progressive. And if we'll learn that, beloved, I believe we won't get discouraged along the way. I try to tell people that are involved in, in teaching our youth all the time, remember this, never forget this, you're sowing seeds. If you just look at that child and wonder, will that child ever get a hold of what I'm saying? You're going to get discouraged. Put a smile on your face and say, I'm sowing a seed in your life. Amen. You may not even be aware of it right now, but I am sowing a seed. You teachers, you're seed sowers. Yeah. And you know what? Someday down the road, it's going to rise up on the inside of them and bear fruit. Amen. Amen. You may not never know, ever know about it, and you might hold of the teaching of the Word of God. The seed was sown inside his heart. And although you may have not seen, or I may have not seen at that particular period of time any increase, the increase came. And thank God He giveth the increase. Boy, I like that. It's His responsibility to cause the increase. So don't get discouraged no matter what level you're at as far as teaching goes. I'll tell you what, I'm confident that every time I preach the Word of God, somebody's life is touched and somebody's life is changed and somebody's going to be affected by that Word whether it's five years from now, ten years from now, or tomorrow. Can you say Amen. And that's exactly how we should pursue it when it comes to our lives also. Now, the first step in this progression that brings increase in our lives involves being filled with the clear personal knowledge of His will for our lives. Look at verse 9 again. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire, this is God's desire, that you might be filled with all the knowledge of His wisdom, with the knowledge of His will, rather, in all wisdom, and spiritual understanding. Now, I want you to see that. God wants us to be filled. See, the first step in this progressive growth and development in reaching our full potential involves our being filled with the knowledge of His will for our lives. That's what it involves. I want to give it to you a, another verse in Ephesians 5. Write that down. Ephesians 5.17 This is from Philip's translation. I wrote it down so to save some time. It says, Do not be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of the Lord. Do not be vague, but fully grasp what you know to be the will of the Lord. Now, wait a minute. What's he saying here? If we're going to vaguely understand what God's will might be for our lives, it's going to impair our growth and development, isn't it? It's going to affect our lives negatively. We're not going to be able to reach our full potential. The only way we begin this process of growth and development and increase in our lives is to fully understand what the will of God is for my life. Don't be vague about it. Fully understand. Grasp the meaning of God's perfect will for your life. Lay hold on it and walk in the light of it. Now, I know this. God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of His will, right? Amen. So wouldn't you call that a part of His will for our lives? Amen. Everybody say that He wants me saved, wants to saved. And, to to and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now listen. With each revelation of God's will for our lives, we are to grasp it, to firmly be rooted in it, and to yield ourselves to it after salvation there is still an unfolding or a revelation of God's will for our lives I'm not just to be saved I'm to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth and when I find out what his next step is or his will is for my life I am to grasp it firmly I am to lay hold of it firmly I am to yield myself to it as I commit myself to it. Why? Because God wants it to be a reality in my life. And so let's say the next step then, once you've been saved, is to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Say it with me. God wants me filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? I am then to, to be rooted in the teachings on the Holy Ghost. Can you see that? I'm not to be vague about it. What does God want me to have this thing? Or What does God want me to do with the Holy Ghost? Man, God wants me to say, I know what your will is for my life. You are willing that I be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. You are willing that I walk in the dynamics of the Spirit for my life. And I'm to take that serious. I am to be rooted in it and I am to be yielded to it in my life. That's what God wants me to do to be filled with the knowledge of His will that says, Son, I want you filled with My Spirit. I want you praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you speaking with other tongues. I want you to believe in the manifestations of the Spirit and the dynamics of the Spirit. And I want you to fully grasp and understand the Spirit's operation in your life. Can you see with that new revelation? I am to grasp it. I am to commit to it. I am to yield myself to it. But that's not the only thing. I mean, we can go on and uh, talk about other things. I mean, God wants me also to be, uh, for example, He wants me to be a person of faith. For the just shall live by what? What's the will of God for my life? Now, didn't He say His desire for me is to be filled with the knowledge of His will for my life? To to not be vague about it, but to firmly grasp His will? Say it again. God wills that I live by faith. What does that mean? That it means I am to fully understand the fact that He expects me to live by faith. Then, I am to grasp the meaning of it. I am to be rooted in the principle of it. And then I am to yield myself to it. Find out what faith is. Find out how faith acts. Find out what faith does. Find out what faith can do find out how important it is to live by faith and to please God with faith and then be yielded to its dynamics. Can you see that? Who's responsible to discover the dynamics of the walk of faith? I am. I mean, thank God for teachers provided, but the bottom line is I have got to do the research for myself if I am going to live by faith. But that's the will of God for my life. And progressively, see, I now learn. I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I am to live by faith. Faith, for the just live by faith. And now, I've got another assignment. I am to be committed to it. I am to yield myself to this assignment. Find out how faith works and begin to walk in it. That's my responsibility. Okay, let's not stop there. What about this? God expects me to be a giver. Another revelation of the will of God for my life. Would you say that with me? me? God expects me to be a giver. Okay, now what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to go to the Word of God and discover the dynamics yeah. of giving. Yeah. That's the truth. I'm to discover that God wants me to tithe. Yes. I'm to discover that God wants me to give to the poor. That's right. God wants me to support the Gospel. Yeah. God wants me to, to support the local church. I mean, whatever it involves or entails, God wants me to give just to bless people. Do you realize that? Not only am I supposed to give my tithes, I'm also supposed to give offerings. I'm also supposed to give to the poor. I'm also supposed to just give to bless. Right? right. And you know, really, when you teach your people those principles or dynamics of giving, you don't have to make pleas for money. Why? Because when they begin living according to the dynamics of giving, which is their spiritual life, then their giving is between themselves and God. And I don't have to twist someone's arm. And it's a whole lot better when God twists your arm. No, it's a whole lot better when God speaks to your heart and tells you what to do. Amen? And you know what? Really, we've never done that. You've never heard me make pleas you know, for finances or anything like that. And I never will, because all we're going to do is just continue to teach God's people the dynamics of giving. And the thing is, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And when you know that, you're going, are you kidding me? You couldn't stop me from giving. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm I'm a giving person because I know if I give, I know God blesses me abundantly back. A hundredfold. Good measure. pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. You want me to not be blessed like that? You see the different mindset that is developed in the person who is growing in the knowledge of God? Someone else says, Are you kidding me? You expect me to give some of my money away to support this or support that? See, that person has not yet learned the will of God for his life. God wants you to be a giver. And the thing is, by becoming one, you are the blessed. You are the blessed one. Man, when someone's taught that, they just get on the giving bandwagon. They just begin to... You know, just join forces together with all the givers and just realize we cannot outgive God. But the point is, it does something to you on the inside that is spiritual, it changes you. And I'll tell you what, it'll help you grow in the things of God. Now, we can go on and talk about many other things, such as God wants us to learn to pray. How many of you know that God wants us to learn how to pray? He wants us to learn the dynamics of prayer. See, the dynamics of the spiritual life, okay, involves the dynamics of prayer. I am to learn how to pray in Jesus' name. You know, God is the one that wrote the book. God is the one who's laid down the instructions. I'm supposed to find out what His will is for my life and not be vague about it. Well, how do you want me to pray, Father? I want you to pray to me in Jesus' name. Well, what about this situation right here? I want you to rebuke it in Jesus' name. You see, we are responsible to learn the will of God for our lives and begin to operate in those things and then you'll begin to see how you'll give place to the second part of this progressive growth and development in the things of God. But I am to discover this, the will of God, for my life. Also, God wants you to be a success. Did you know that? God did not call any failures into the body of Christ. He's called everybody to be a success, to succeed in Christ. I'm supposed to learn that. I'm supposed to know the will of God for my life is success. Would you see that with me? The will of God, will of God. for my life is success. God wants me to succeed in every realm of life. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, and in every way, I'm to be a success. Praise God. And you know what? He wants us to yield ourselves to success. Would you say that with me? I yield, to I yield myself to success. You know, what does that mean? I'm going to yield my tongue to success. I'm not going to speak out words of defeat. Amen. I'm not going to speak out words of doubt and unbelief. I'm going to yield my tongue to success. I am a successful person in Jesus' name. Amen. Say that again. I'm a, I'm a successful person in Jesus' name. I like the sound of that, don't you? Yeah, amen. I mean, do you like that? Amen. Take a moment right now to thank God that you are a successful person in Jesus' name. Would you do that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God, that we are successful in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Bless you, bless you, O Lord. Amen. Now, with every unfolding of this will of God, every revelation that comes to us, there comes a commitment along with that revelation. See, so you discovered that. You might have been reading the Bible you know, one evening and you got your husband or you got your wife and you said, honey, look what I just discovered right here. God says I can make my way prosperous and have good success. God wants me to be a success. Did you know that, honey? You may have never seen that before, but look, this is for us. And then what do you do? You begin to study the Scriptures for yourself to find out exactly what it means to succeed in God. And then you are committed to being a success. You are not committed to defeat. You are not committed to failure. You find out the dynamics of being a success in God. And you begin to apply those principles to your life. You're committed to it now. You go back and follow, uh, for example, what God said to Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Can you see the commitment in there? No, honey, we're not going to talk like this any longer. We can't pay the bills. We can't find a job. We can't seem to get this done. And every time we turn around, there's defeat in our lives and despair in our lives. We're not going to talk that way any longer that we can overcome this problem, that we can overcome that problem. I'm going to put the Word of God in my mouth and I'm going to commit myself to the Word of God. I am going to repeat what God says because I know that God has called me to be a success. It is the will of God for my life to succeed. See? The dynamics of the spiritual life. And as you begin to talk that way, and as you are committed to being a success, progressively, there comes increase in the area of success. Progressively, there comes increase in the area of learning to pray according to the Word of God. Progressively, there comes increase in the area of growing in faith. Can you see these things? Progressively, there comes increase regarding the dynamics of the Holy Ghost in my life as I am committed to those things. Now, with this understanding, this gives place to the second step in this progression. I want you to go back to the Word of God. Colossians chapter 1 again. Notice verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now, beloved, this represents the link between beginning to walk in the will of God and real fruitfulness and rich increase. It's the link between the two. In other words, this is the will of God. This is what God wants. And now, as I commit to it, I experience it. And I begin to walk in it. Now listen. And as I begin to walk in it, it opens the door to increase. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now listen carefully we can't please god in the flesh we cannot please god with our works it's only by faith that we can please god and so by faith we set the course of our lives for and then you add to that these dynamics of the spiritual life by faith we begin to walk in the power of the spirit by faith we begin to walk in the character of christ What we do is we say to God, it is Your will that I manifest the character of Christ. Therefore, I unleash His ability through my life. I yield to the character of Christ. When opportunities come to walk in love, you state to God, it is Your will that I walk in love. It is not Your will that I walk in selfishness. Therefore, I choose love. I choose not selfishness. So I'm going to walk in love in this situation. What happens? You open the door to increase. Boy, I like that, don't you? You open the door to love's increase in your life. See, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing And then you'll begin to increase in the knowledge of God. But it's opening up the door. Now, walking worthy. See, sometimes we get messed up when we hear this walking worthy business because we think that here I am, I, in the flesh, have got to please God. You can't do that. None of us can do that. These are spiritual dynamics, not natural dynamics. They are spiritual dynamics. I've got to recognize that my pleasing God is by faith in Christ. Christ is the one who pleases God. My faith in Christ pleases God also. And so because Jesus walked in love, I say the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Spirit of God who's been given to me and I'm walking in the love of Christ. But your friend next to you at work says, why don't you give him a piece of your mind? I wouldn't take that from that person. I'd give him a piece of my mind quicker than you can blink an eye. And you say, no, that's okay. I'll handle it my way. Your way is God's way. My mind is renewed to the love of God. And I'm going to do what I know that God would have me to do. That is pleasing. Well, what do I get that strength? What do I get that ability? Well, that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? Well, this gives place to its increase. And you'll see, you'll begin to be strengthened in the love of God. Strengthened in the faith of God. Strengthened in the power of the Spirit. Strengthened in the character of Christ. How? As we yield... Remember, we said we've got to yield to what the will of God is for our lives. To be committed to yielding to, let's say, walking in love or prayer or success or living by faith or the Holy Ghost, whatever it is. Okay? And so Paul says right here in this letter by the Spirit that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now notice the word increase there once again. As you walk worthy of the Lord by faith in these areas, it opens up bearing fruit and spiritual increase in our lives. If we don't, through wrong thinking, maybe our view of God is wrong and our view of others is wrong. Well, through wrong thinking, we shut the door to progress. We shut the door to increase. We shut the door to spiritual growth and development in all these areas of our lives. See, beloved, we can know some of these truths and say, well, you know, I know what it says, but I'm I'm not going to do it right now. I know what God wants me to do, but I'm not going to do it right now. Well, wrong thinking, beloved, and a poor self-image are two things that will prevent us from reaching our spiritual maturity and growing and developing in the things of God. I have got to see that this is the will of God for my life. God wills for me to live a life that is dynamic in the Spirit. you realize that? God doesn't want us to be half-hearted and defeated believers. God wants us to raise the dead more than we want to raise the dead. Do you realize that? There's where the problem lies. Our hearts aren't hungry enough. God wants us to live by faith and stop the storms of life and come against the evils of this age and of this world more than we desire to do so by the power of His Word. Here's where the problem lies. But this is how we're going to have the increase. We've got to stop and start saying, God wills it for me. God wills it for me. This is the absolute will of God for my life. My health is the will of God for my life. Let's talk about that for a second. It's easy to give in to defeat when it comes to physical sickness and disease. You know that as well as I do. And I'm sure there are multitudes out there saying, oh, this business of faith just doesn't work and all that. Come on. Let's talk like the Word of God is true. Let's act like the Word of God is true. It's not based on anybody's circumstance or situation. It is based on the Word of God. It's, we are the ones to line up to that Word of God, not the Word of God to line up to us. We've got to start saying it is the will of God for my life. It doesn't matter what I've been attacked with. It doesn't matter what has hit my body. It is the will of the living God that I be in health and prosper as my soul prospers. God Almighty wants me well. And so then I commit myself to that truth or that revelation of the will of God. And progressively, see, too often people thought, man, if you believe that way, you'll never get sick again. See, that mentality is wrong. That mindset is wrong. That is the devil that makes you think like that so that you can think in line with him. See? And then you won't grow and you won't develop and progress in the truth of God's will that says, I want you well. I want you healthy. I want you whole. Yes, it's a fight. No one's denied that. It's a revelation in the Word of God that it will be a fight. But beloved, we've got to increase in this knowledge of God's will and be strengthened by His power and might in order to rise up to the place that we can walk free in all areas of our lives. So wrong thinking and a wrong self-image is going to prevent our increase and prevent our success. But a right attitude toward God and toward who we are in Christ is going to promote the increase and the success that we want in life. See, look at that verse again. Verse 10, That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. If this is pleasing, to whom is it pleasing? To God. God is pleased when you're saved. God is pleased when you're spirit-filled. God is pleased when you become a giver. God is pleased when we learn how to pray. God is pleased when we expect to be successful. God is pleased when we take authority over the devil. God is pleased when we refuse to give up our rights and privileges in Christ. See, we're walking pleasing unto the Lord. God is pleased when we change our attitude to line up with his word. That's what he wants. And when that happens, we open up, once again, open up the door to increase. Now, I want you to notice that God is the one who wants us to highly value and esteem who he is, what his will is, who we are in Christ, how we see ourselves, and also how we view others. I want you to make a mental note if you're not taking notes of this truth. If you want to have increase in your life and if I want increase in my life, I have got to highly esteem who God is and what His will is for my life. I have got to consider who is the one saying, Son, I want you well. I want you successful. I want you whole. I want you to be a giver. There are people that are out there when they're taught even laws of tithing and laws of giving they walk right away from it and think nothing about it. I'm not going to... Do, you're not getting any... And they think that you're making a plea for their money. I'm going to tell you something right now. God can fund His kingdom in many various ways. Oh, yeah, this is not for the benefit of His kingdom as much as it is for the benefit of His children. Oh, yeah. Listen carefully. I've got to know that God who made me said, I want you to be a given. Amen. Did you hear that? See, my attitude toward God, who He is, how I esteem Him, it is His Word that was spoken. It is His will for my life. I have got to view that and say, if this is Your will for my life, I must be a giver. And then as far as I'm concerned, the way I see myself, it's so important how I see myself. If my image of myself is wrong, if it's bad, I'm not going to give place to the will of God for my life. As a matter of fact, I'm going to close the door to increase... And I'm going to close the door to success. God wants me to see who I am based on who He said I am. I want you to say this with me. I am fearfully fearfully and wonderfully wonderfully made made by God. God. You know that pleases Him to hear you say that? Say it again. I am fearfully fearfully and wonderfully 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 made made by God just as I am. Who said that? Well, do you esteem Him highly? Do you take His Word and value it and hold it in high esteem? So God sees you and says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made by Me and I have a plan for your life, exclusively for your life. How do you value that? How do you esteem that? This is coming from the throne of heaven. This is come from, coming from the maker of heaven and earth and all mankind. I'm supposed to highly esteem that and then start seeing the fact that, hey, I am now who He made me in Christ. Yeah, amen. If you think your body has been fearfully and wonderfully made, what do you think about your recreated human spirit, saint of God? Listen carefully. He brought you, uh, your spirit that is out of miry clay, He brought you out of the throes of spiritual death itself, the ugliness of sin and the depths of despair, and He washed you in His own blood. And when He did, the Bible says, you became His king, you became His priest, you became a son of God, you've been washed in that blood of Jesus Christ, and you're white as snow, and you're now His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Well, do you esteem that or value that lowly or highly? If that doesn't give us something to shout about, something is wrong right. with our perception right. of what God did in us. Right. My body's been fearfully and wonderfully made, but my spirit man looks just like him. Yeah. Oh, Woo. Amen. Hallelujah! I am complete in him. Yeah. Do you esteem that highly? Do you bear that highly? That means I'm going to draw from the resources of who I am on the inside of me. God lives in me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost are alive in me. If that doesn't make us become excited, if that doesn't make us shout, again, something is wrong. See, that's what God wants us to do. If you've got a low self-image, it's because you are not looking at who you are based on the One who said you are what you are. God said it. Say this with me. God said, Greater is He who lives in Me than he that's in the world. God said it. I believe it. I esteem it highly. I praise it above all things. It's who I am. It's It's what I am. I can do it. it. Hallelujah. 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 I can do it. I can live like greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Because God said it. See? When I view it that way, it's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? See? God said this about me. Praise God. Well... We can go on and say all kinds of different things that God said about us, but there's another point I want, us to, I want to bring out. And I want you to look at, with me, if you would please, to Philippians chapter 2. And I want you to begin reading with me at verse 3, because this involves how I esteem other people. If you want to give place to increase in success in your life, You must esteem God highly. You must esteem who you are in Him highly. And you must esteem other people highly. And you'll give place. Listen carefully, beloved, because I believe this is what people have been looking for. You'll give place to an increase of the strength of God in your life. The power of God, the character of God, the strength of God, and the might of God will increase in your life if you'll maintain this perception of who God is, who you are in Him, and esteeming other people highly. Look at what it says. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on, also on the things of others. In other words, don't be self-centered. Don't just mind what is in your best interest. Be concerned about other people. Now listen carefully and be honest with me. I mean, be, be just as blatantly honest as you possibly can. If it happens to your kid, it strikes home. That's right. If it's a kid down the street, oh, I feel bad. Yeah. That's right. Why? Because it's a kid down the street. The right. yeah. man, when it's your own, right. it's a different ball game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know what? The kid down the street is your own too. Right. Because you're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. We've got to have a heart toward other people because God said we have to. God has a heart toward us. We're to have a heart toward others. And if we want an increase of God, we've got to start loving others with genuine love. With a love of a family. We care about each other. And you know what, beloved? When you begin to esteem other people in this manner, you're not going to be threatened by who they are. You're going to get so caught up in God and who you are in Christ and you're going to be so involved in loving other people and meeting their needs that you're not threatened by any person around you at all. I want to get this settled in my heart and mind right now. There are all kinds of preachers in the world and there are preachers that can preach and preach and preach and and I'm sure that they can preach you know rings around me and all that you know it doesn't bother me in one not one iota. You know why? Because I'm committed to God. If all I have to give is what you see here and I give it all, he's satisfied. and that's all I have to be concerned about. I can't give him what I don't have. I can work hard to give him as much as I have but I can't give them what I do, don't have. That's right. If someone else can play the guitar better than I can, Uh-oh. glory to God, they've got more to give. Yeah. Yield it to God. But as long as I know I'm giving all that I can on that instrument to God, I'm satisfied Hallelujah. because I'm giving it to God Amen. my all. And I'm not threatened by the other person. You know why? Because we're looking out for the same thing. It is to promote the same kingdom of God. And if that person can do it in, in his or her setting, using the abilities that that person has, I say glory, 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 the devil's under their feet. Amen. Amen. That's what I say about it. Amen. You agree with that? Yes. Hallelujah. You won't be threatened by somebody else. You will know that you are what God made you just as you are, and on the inside, no one looks better than you. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you say amen? Boy, that should put a smile on your yes. face. No one looks better than you on the inside. We all look the same. We've got the Godhead on the inside of us. I'm just giving Him what's on the outside to use here in this life. Don't be threatened by other people. And you'll not be threatened by other people when you start esteeming others more highly than yourself. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it wasn't robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to death of the cross. Think about that. So God, Jesus Christ himself, who was equal with God, did not come down there demanding equality. He came down here and says, I identify with humanity and I give myself as I am to do my Father's will. If Jesus Christ Himself as a carpenter can do the will of God for His life, so can I do it. If I was a mill worker, if you're a, a, a lawyer or a doctor or a business person or whatever you are in life, all you've got to do is give what you have to God. That's all He's asking you to do and love other people. And as you do that, you open up the door to what? Increase in spiritual dynamics in my life. Thank God that's walking worthy. By faith, I know who you are. I know who I am in Him. And by faith, I love the brethren. Thank God for my brothers and sisters. I esteem them more highly than myself. That way I'm not threatened. As a matter of fact, I exalt them. Like Paul said, I'm less than least of all the saints. Oh, but my sister so and so she's a wonderful saint of God. And brother so and so, oh my goodness, that oh just what a wonderful, wonderful specimen of a human being and Christian. What are you doing? I'm not threatened by that person. Because I value them highly. See? And it opens up the door to what? More of the godlike strength that we need. Now, because Jesus maintained this, this perspective and He lived His life this way, verse 9, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted Him. You ready for some high exaltation? Going back to the book of Colossians because I want you to see this. So the second thing is that you walk worthy of the Lord, but the third thing... Now listen carefully. The third thing that it opens up the door to as you do this is you are strengthened with all might. Look at verse 11. Colossians 1, verse 11. See, you're walking worthy of the Lord now. You've made a decision to know the will of God. You've made a decision to walk worthy in the will of God. And you're going to do everything you can to see to it that you're walking in. You're committed to all those things that represent the dynamics of the spiritual life, right? And now, because you maintain this Attitude toward yourself, toward God, toward yourself, toward others. Now verse 11 comes into play. You are strengthened with all might, according to man's Whose glorious power? Whose? Whose power do you want?? You want to have listen, listen carefully now. You want God's power or Satan's? No, no, no. I want God's. You want God's? Well, now listen carefully. See, if you want God's power in your life, you'll do it this way. But if you want to have Satan's power, (laughs) you just continue to worry. You continue (laughs) to fret. You be jealous over somebody else. Okay? You understand? When we give place to those things, we draw from his powers. Can you see that? When a person opens up the door to pornography and immorality, you draw from those powers that make you continue to desire those things. When you covet, when you're envious, when you're jealous, when you have a poor self-image and all these things, you draw from that power that controls your life. I'm tired of that. What about you? Let's be tired of that. And let's do what God wants. You'll be strengthened with all might according unto His glorious power. When you start saying, greater is He that's in me than he that is in the world. I'm going to love all people. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not envious. I esteem my brother more. than myself anyhow? I thank God for them to be blessed in every possible way. Oh God, would You bless them coming in, going out in the city, in the field, in the basket, in the store, in every way. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. You know what's happening while you're doing that, blessing them? God is just empowering yeah. you. God is empowering Amen. you. God is infusing Amen. His power and might in your life. Because it takes us power to do that. Do you know that? It takes His power for me to love you more than I love myself. Oh, yeah. It takes His power for me to esteem you more highly right. than me. That's right? right? Yes. It takes His power for me to look out in your best interest over mine. But I know in so doing, all my needs are cared for. Amen. You see how we miss it? We don't want to give the money because my that's my ten dollars. The problem is, you don't realize that when you give the money, God gives you a hundred back. So give up the ten for the hundred. I mean, this makes logical sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you were to look at it that way. So love the other person, and you get more of the strength of God. More of the power of God. And God's power, God's might, God's love is increasing in your life. Do you know what that means? See, we didn't realize that to get it, we had to give it. In all these areas. So give up Satan's worry for God's peace. Amen? That's what God is saying to us. That's what God wants. Forget about who you think you are for who God thinks you are. Amen? And I'll tell you what. God will strengthen you. Listen to what it says now. Strengthen with all might according unto His glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. And you know what this is saying and I've got so much to bring out about here but I'm I'm not going to do it all because I want to get through this. We're going to possess a sufficient supply of strength to success, successfully sever ourselves from all the undesirable things that would keep His power out of our lives. We're going to have the strength to sever ourselves from all those things that will prevent His power from going in our lives. We're going to be strengthened with the power of God to overcome the temptation to have fear, worry, anxiety, to see somebody else through improper eyes and, and criticize and judge, be judgmental and all these different things. We're going to have the strength of God in our lives. So that we sever ourselves from, from Satan's, let's say, umbilical cord. you see that? We sever ourselves from that. We're hooked up to God. And God's power just is infused into us. And it says this. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. And then it goes on to say, giving Thanks. And that's the final thing, but before I bring that out, there's another verse in the book of Isaiah that talks about, in chapter 40, in verse 29, and I'm going to read it to you. He is talking about us overcoming, our overcoming, not in our own strength, but in His strength. You see, you cannot be successful in your strength. Let's get that straight right now. With your perceptions... With your ideas, with your own strength and power and might and abilities and ingenuity and all that, you're never going to be a success. But when you're ready to let all that go and detach yourself from it all and allow God's flow of power and might in your life by doing these things we talked about here tonight, here's what's going to happen. Isaiah 40, He giveth power to the faint. You're, you're actually depleting yourself. You are cutting yourself off from that other pipeline. Can you understand this when I say it this way? You've been drawing your strength from Satan's powers and the powers of, uh, let's say, an unsanctified soul. But basically, it all goes back to Satan's powers, right? To be nasty in your disposition, come on, where'd it come from? God didn't bring that into our lives, did He? Okay, to be unforgiving, to be judgmental, to be critical, To have low self esteem, where'd that come from? Do you think it came from the when God made Adam and Eve? They had low self esteem? No, I don't think so. The fall, right? You're cutting off yourself from oh, that was the energy of your life. And understand, brother, I was a champion warrior. And you're now wanting to cut me off of that life stream of worry? Yes, that's what we're talking. I'll faint. That's my food. I feed on that stuff. Come on. And you don't mean to talk about my sickness anymore? That's half my vocabulary. Are you serious? Are you real? I'll pass out. That's where God wants you to get. Because when you stop drawing from all that garbage, you'll faint, right? Listen, He giveth power to the faint. Yes. And to them that have no might, He giveth increase. Hallelujah. He giveth what? Increase. What's that word again? Increase. I'm giving up the worry for the increase of God. Yes. I'm giving up the criticism for the yes. increase of God. I'm giving up the negative tongue for yes. the increase of the power yes. of God. I'm going to stop talking about the sickness so I can have the health of God. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm talking yes. about success and not defeat any longer. Amen. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Do you see what He's saying yes. to us? Hallelujah. Give up the one for the other. And as far as everybody else is concerned, I'm going to love them, esteem them more highly than myself so I can have the increase of God in my life. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The mount up with wings and eagles will run not weary, and the walk not faint. In the power of God. Okay, now finally, he said over there is to give thanks. In Colossians, in chapter 1, in in, uh, verse 12, he said to give thanks. Oh, I want to bring this out and close it right here, beloved, because this is rich. Giving thanks unto the Father. Someone says, what do I have to be thankful for? I mean, I've been around for a while. I've lived on this earth for a while. And if God did anything for me, I don't know it. I prayed, you know, and I don't hear anything. God doesn't talk back to me. I've asked him to do a few things and maybe he's come through on a few occasions, but I don't know for the most part. Oh, man. Yeah. Isn't that sad? A person doesn't know what God did for them. Yes, it, it is sad that people go to church every week and don't know what God did for them. Right. They don't think God's mad at them when they go to church. You know, ready to whip them and beat them for everything that they do wrong. That's right. We're not to beat the sheep or bleed the sheep. We're supposed to feed the sheep. Yeah. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Tell them what good things that God did for them. Amen? Amen. Now listen carefully. Giving thanks unto God, the, unto the Father which hath made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Isn't that what that verse 12 says? What is this inheritance of the saints in light? Now, sometimes we want to go through all these things. I'm just going to make it very plain and very simple tonight. Can I do that? May I do that? I'm going to do it anyhow. Listen carefully. (laughs) Listen. Who hath delivered me out of the control and dominion of darkness. That is part of my inheritance. I have been detached from the power of Satan and darkness and all the energies of his kingdom. I'm detached from that. I've been unplugged. Now, you ready for this? And God has given me His kingdom. Did you hear that? You know what that means? Everything that is in it is mine. I don't know where you're living. He translated me into the kingdom of his love, and he says, I, it's my good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. As he told the one, the father told the one son, Son, all that I have is yours. God is saying, I have taken you. Out of that realm of darkness, and I have placed you in a kingdom where everything you see is yours. All of it. Whew. Will that stagger you? Think about that. Giving thanks. Now, wait a minute. Now, what do I have to give God thanks for? That hasn't sunken into your ears. I have no idea where you're at. What planet you are living on. Did you hear that? God has taken us out of the kingdom of darkness and God has placed us in His kingdom and He said, Son, I give you the keys to the kingdom. If you need anything, you've got the key. You've got the key. It's all yours. It belongs to you. Walk in the reality of it. I'll give you the strength you need. I'll give you the power that you need. I'll give you the love that you need. I'll give you the peace that you need. I'll give you the health that you need, the healing that you need, the provision that you need. I will give you the success that you need. Whatever it is, it's already provided for you. It is your inheritance. When you wake up... Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life.